Welcome to the Green with Envy podcast. I am your host, Lerato Moja. You know that saying, you can't fill from an empty cup? Well, at the rate we are consuming our natural resources, Mother Nature's cup is on her last drops. This podcast aims to remind us of the simple things we can do to get her back on her feet. Join me as I chat to my friends, old and new, on the simple things we can do to protect and preserve our environment. Hi, Devoho. Welcome to the Green with Envy podcast. Hi, Lerato. How are you on this beautiful sunny Sunday? Uh, I'm so good and I'm just so grateful that you are joining me for the conversation we're about to have today on Mm -hmm. sustainable traveling or some people will call it responsible traveling. So Mm -hmm. before we even get into too much, let's first introduce introduce who Tabucho Pinpin is and what he does because from from my side, you are an award winner. (laughs) (laughs) best travel personality of the year according to the south african social media awards um mm-hmm. you're also a travel content creator and you are also a self-published author and did i leave anything out maybe just introduce yourself to to the listeners why was i mentioned i've been featured on cnn africa of course, I was going to get to that, that because, you know, I mean, as an award winner, you know, you also were chosen to become one of the CNN docky, um, mm. uh, uh, what do you call it? You were part of the documentary called Inside Africa by CNN. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're a big deal, Fred. You're a big deal. I am. And I always <laughs> tell people, it's not, it's not about my social media following. It's about mm. what I do. Exactly. Mm. So what is it that you do? Tell us more. <sighs> you know, every time I get this question, I need to <laughs> choose wisely. Yes. Because I do, I do so many things. Exactly. It's, it's what you have explained already, what I do. Mm-hmm. And then in a simple term is, I take people from that visiting Cape Town, I take mm-hmm. them to St. Louis, that beautiful small towns and villages. Yes. In a nutshell, that's what I do. So if somebody wants to visit the Western Cape or Cape Town and they want something different, a different experience, mm. or they want to see something different that they usually not see on, on social media or on Google, then that's where I come in. Yeah. Because in nutshell, also, that's what I do. Yes, because you are, um, I'll call you the travel ambassador of the Western Cape. Because, you know, when people think of uh, traveling to the Western Cape or as we call it, Cape Town, they just want mm-hmm. to do the normal things like, you know, Table Mountain, Kems Bay, you know, like mm-hmm. the overdone stuff. Waterfront. And yes. Waterfront, exactly, Robin Island. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you just remind everyone that, you know, that that is such a gorgeous province and it has so much to offer. And your work is basically just reminding people that, you know, don't just focus on the city, Cape Town. There's other parts Mm. of um, Western Cape that are just as beautiful and actually have more to offer than what the city does. Yes. So, and also, um, I just need to tell the listeners that uh, when I met you, um, you had curated a trip for um, Lelo's Chica Travel, and Mm -hmm. you took us to... Aniston and the West Coast. So mm. that was that was amazing. And just um, I think just that experience that you gave us also just made me realize that um, what you are passionate about what you do and you are more passionate about um, the people that are in the places that you take us to, which is which, which I think is um, very heartwarming because you are doing and you're giving back to those communities, especially after COVID, you know, where the tourism mm. sector literally had to shut down and everything had to stop. People had to lose their incomes and livelihood. And, you know, now that we're back on air, in inverted commas, yeah. you know, we appreciate people like you just for reminding us that, you know, 
um, we just need to travel local and support um, local tourism. Mm. And just to add on that, we are not saying people should not visit other countries. Yes, definitely. But we are saying no, also on their bucket list, they should at least add one or two destinations, uh, local destinations. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes people people tend to think when I say let's travel locally, let's support uh, local destinations. They think I'm I'm saying don't travel overseas, don't go to African countries. I'm mm. not saying that. I'm saying while you are doing that on your bucket list, add at least one or two destinations that you can visit in South Africa. So mm -hmm. I think before we start, I just wanted to tell you why I thought you were the perfect person to have this conversation with. Because um, as you know, um, this podcast uh, basically um, looks at what we can do as, you know, South Africans mostly on um, preserving our environment and protecting the environment, you know, because a lot of things are happening around us. And we can see that we need to put more effort into preserving mother nature, you know, and taking care of her. So yeah. it's um, travel, what is it? Tourism month in South Africa mm -hmm. in September. I was doing some reading and I came across the uh, United Nations World Tourism Organization. And then they describe sustainable travel as sustainable tourism is taking full account of its current and future economic, social and environmental impacts, addressing the needs of visitors and the industry, the environment and the host communities. And when yeah. I thought of that, um, you came to mind because the kind of work that you do does exactly that, you know, conversation now we, I'm going to have with you is um, just teaching people how to travel sustainably or travel responsibly, mm. you know. And one of the reasons yeah. is that um, if you want to travel sustainably, the closer you are to the destination, the better, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that just obviously speaks to local travel. So I think we just also just need to, like you say, you know, take care of um, our own economy because there's so much yeah. to do in SA, you know, and it's a beautiful country and we need to see it. And yeah, we're not saying don't go overseas. <laughs> but even, yeah. Traveling destinations in South Africa, it's not only Cape Town and Devon. Right. Mm. Because <laughs> yeah, I think people think when you, when you are in, let's say for example, you are in, a, in Johannesburg, you're thinking if I'm going to travel, there has to be Cape Town or Devon. Yes. Because without realizing, without without realizing the back door, yes. just around the corner, it could be a be the most beautiful thing that you can visit and share with the entire world. That's it. That's it. Let's talk about how you then decided to turn your your passion into a a viable business, or you know, like yeah, a business. I'm going to tell you a little bit of that, but before I can say, let me mention something. Yes, please do. If you allow me, if you allow me. Yes. Um, you mentioned a self-published author. Mm -hmm. So last year I published a book. Uh, it's called 60 Destinations to Visit Around the Western Cape. Yes. And, and now this year when I'm saying I'm going to print a book, I'm busy with another book. People think I'm, I've taken the e-book the e mm -hmm. and I'm going to print the e book and sell it. Oh, so the so, so the so the difference between the two, yes. the ebook was showcasing sixty destinations that people can visit around the Western Cape. So that is more like a travel guide. Right. Now, now the the book that is going to be printed by end of this year mm -hmm. is more of getting to know the Bohopin people. Why yeah. I'm doing why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why did I relocate from Johannesburg to the Western Cape? Mm -hmm. And why do how did I discover these small towns? Mm. And what makes me keep going back to these small towns? So in that book, that's where I've opened up. And even when I moved to Cape Town, what are the challenges that I encountered? Yeah. And so I'm just opening up to everyone to learn more about myself, 
yeah and what makes me tick and why i'm doing what i'm doing so i hope in this conversation i'll tell you a little bit but i will not go deeper so that yes. people can find it. I was about to say so the same thing that I'm not going to ask you all those questions. Make so noise on social media. It is <laughs> saying the book is not a book turned into a book. It's, it's yeah. a different, completely. It's not a travel guide on this one. Yeah, it's it's then, And then the reason, I'll be honest with you, the reason I accepted to have this conversation with you about sustainable tourism. Mm. I'm not sure if you are. You still remember. But I'm going to remind you, and I'm I was embarrassed to think of if, if I'm gonna say it or not, but I'm gonna say it because say I think it. this will just yeah. So this will lead us to why we're having this conversation today. Mm-hmm. Remember when I hosted you and, and Lelo and the other guys? Yes. Went to I think the second day we went to West Coast National Park. Yeah. And we had a plastic as like a small, I think it was a pig and pee or spa plastic. We had mm-hmm some empty tins and bottles and plastic in there. Yes. It was a tightly knit wrapped plastic. And then when we left, we couldn't find a bin around where we parked. Yeah. And then I said, no, it's fine. We can leave it here. Somebody will pick it up and put it in. When, when they come, he said, no, we can't do that. I told you no. <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then you said no. And then I ignored you, but I heard what you said. Yes. I I took the plastic back into the car, put it under my seat, and then as we were driving off, you keep on saying, Devoko, you can't do that. Devoko, you shouldn't do that. But I ignored you. But I was hearing every single word you were saying to me. But I was, at that time, I didn't want to say, Yes, I hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And as we went out, I said, I apologize for that. And since from that day, I made sure every park I go to, if I see whether it's a sweet wrap, I pick it up. Oh if I gosh. walk on the street, everywhere I go, if I'm at the beach, I'm enjoying my beach session and I see rubbish, I'll pick it up. So since from that day, you walk oh, with me, wow. I walk with you, you never see me jump a plastic or anything on, on the street or in a park or anywhere oh, by the beach. Uh, so when you, when, when you contacted me about this, I said, okay. <laughs> The best way to show her that I've learned from that experience. I'm going to yeah. say yes to this interview and maybe I will feel much better. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that feedback so much. Like I am smiling from ear to ear because it's the type of feedback I always get from people, you know, that I'm always that voice that even when I'm not there, people hear my voice on some, no, close that. No, your voice is loud. No, your voice is loud. Why is your tap open? You know, don't (laughs) litter. Why are you throwing stuff out of the car? No, carry a plastic bag. We'll we'll find a bin and we'll we'll dispose of it, you know? So I I, I really... Even now, when when I drive behind someone and they throw something out of the car car window, I... Doesn't it annoy you? my, my, My blood boils. Yeah, actually, you just I, I'm not conf- confrontational, but I just want to park next to me and say, go and pick it up. Why did you do that? Like, uh, why? Exactly. You know? Yeah. But in South Africa, somebody just going to take out the gun can shoot you. You can't do, approach people like that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, let me blood boil. Hmm. Oh, wow. No, I, I really, really appreciate that feedback. And I think that's the reason why I started this, this uh, platform is that you know, it's the little things, man. It's like, like mm. you said, when you go to the beach and as, as saddening as it is, you will see a lot yeah. of waste. I mean, I was in Cape Town in April and mm. I took a morning walk along the, along the Bloberg area there. Yeah. And then I saw there was a plastic bottle. The same thing I did. I picked it up and I walked with it until I saw a bin and then I, I threw it out because <sighs> It's, it's the simple things, you know, like people going to the beaches mm-hmm. and and it's also like like you're saying that um, when people travel um, and they think about going to the beach, they always think about Cape Town or Durban. And it's mm-hmm. people from the inland that will, you know, um, be there and then you bring your picnic bags and all of that and then you just leave the waste there. And then obviously somebody yeah. must come pick it up or it ends up in the ocean. And then it creates another problem. So we just need to teach people that, you know, wherever you go, if you're going to have waste, even just carry a plastic bag and 
put it in there yeah. and then you'll find a bin a bin somewhere and just you know that's where you'll toss it and i mean it doesn't even have to be a bitch even at the park a at the park exactly yeah. uh but yeah you just made my day with that with that comment <laughs> and i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad my voice no, was loud enough no, and then, I and then now you can teach the next person and that person will teach the next person, you know, and then we, we form that avalanche and eventually... And, we'll, the, and the beautiful thing about it is once you start picking one thing, you never stop. Mm. You don't stop, you don't eh? even you don't, you don't even think about it. Yeah. You see something, just got to kneel down and pick it up, go find it near the bin, throw it in there. Yeah. Without thinking about it. Mm. Okay, cool. So let's talk about um, how do you then curate your trip? So if someone just phones you and say, I'm looking for an experience in the Western Cape, um, what, what's the first thing that you do? Age comes into, into consideration. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I didn't think yeah, of that. <laughs> um, are you physically able mm. or not? That takes into consideration um, because people think vacation is only for couples and friends and they ignore yes. the older people, they ignore the disabled uh, people with disabilities, they ignore children. Wow. And tourism, tourism has to be inclusive. So first thing first, I'll say, are you coming as a family, a couple of friends? Mm. So you give me the ages. Now that will determine the type of accommodation mm. and the types of, and the types of activities. And the most important thing will be your budget. Yeah. And most of the time people will give me ridiculous budget. I try by all I try by all means to give them what they can get from their budget, but it has to be realistic. Yeah. So those are the things that I look into. And I cringe sometimes when I see packages on social media and I'm like, nah, for that amount of money, you are definitely ripping people off here. Mm. Or with this a kind of amount, what exactly are you going to offer people? So it helps when you are a local and yeah. you know the landscape and you know the ins and outs of the place. So I'm more like a walking Google. So yes. anything you need, you ask me, I'll I'll definitely explain. So those are the things that I look into. So the age and number of people type of will determine type of accommodation and type of activities. So yeah. based on our first interaction, when Lelo was here with Chikatago, yeah, I learned the type of person she is. Mm -hmm. If she asked me to create something now, I'm definitely 100% sure I can tell you that. I'm going to create something different than what she experienced the first time. Yes. <laughs> so that also, I, I tend to study people and learn and see how they work, how they behave, and what type of things that what make they them like. Yeah. If you ask me, I'm going to create something different for you. If Lisole asks me, I'm going to create something different for you. Yes. Because it's, it's not one thing for everyone. That's true. And then I cannot offer what, what I think you will need. I will be honest with you and say, this is not my forte. I cannot do it, but I can recommend someone who can do it better than I can. Uh, that's good. And mm. then if I can ask you now, what is your favorite destination? Like if there's one place that you always go back to in the Western Cape, where, where would that be? Most of the people think the West Coast or uh, Peternosta is my favorite. Yeah. As much as the but it's not Paternoster. And I think as we go down, I'll explain why not Paternoster. Mm -hmm. So it used to be Anistin. And okay. now I think I'm, I'm developing a softer spot for St. Helena Bay. Uh -huh. Yeah, just 15 minutes after the Paternoster. Yeah. Hmm. And what about St. Helena Bay that makes your heart it's, it's a very secluded area mm. and many people know about it. It's a, it's a coastal area yeah. in a beautiful, beautiful estate. And not many people know about it. There are probably no shops. So it's just beautiful houses and the ocean and nature. Mm. That's one thing I like about it. So when you 
move away from the city and you arrive in St. Helene, everything just feels different. Yeah, you, right. get, you get a sunrise from the ocean and your sunset from the ocean. Ah. So people in that place are blessed. So you can wake up, you see the sun rises from the ocean and then it sets into the ocean again. That's the most special, beautiful and special thing you can <clears throat> experience when you're in St. Helena. And have you also noticed that the most beautiful places are, or the places that take your breath away, the environment is still very much conserved, you know, not much mm -hmm. has changed. Um, no. So much of the places have been left untouched and we leave the cities to go and admire that and be like, oh, okay, yeah. I wish I could live in a place like this. You, you remember you when rem you remember when we went to Aniston? Mm. If you tell someone about Aniston now, there's nothing there. There's definitely but just, but, but just being there is beautiful. It's the most beautiful place. Yeah. But there are no malls. There are no lot of shops and restaurants. And no crowd, but it's the most beautiful place. And yeah. all these places that, that I've mentioned on my on my ebook, mm. you know, and as um, you think of a secluded place or a small village or fishing village, then you know not many people know about it. Yeah. But as soon as I start posting about it and telling people about it, now we, what are we doing? We are driving traffic there. Yes. And that also affects the community, affects yeah. the lifestyle, affects the area. Now, also with that, when we're talking about sustainable tourism, we need to take that into consideration. Sure. Be very careful of what we are doing because people are moving away from cities, from the crowded areas, are going to those secluded towns mm. to have peace of mind and have less crowded places. But now we are just flocking traffic to the same places again. Yeah. Instead of telling people about other 59 places that you guys can go to. Right. Now everyone is Petronosta and everyone just want to go to Petronosta. But you don't yeah. stop and take it. Okay, everyone is going to Petronosta. What other place that might look similar to Petronosta like that I can go to? That's where I come in. I can say, yeah, other people. We probably have over 100 places that we can visit around Western Cape. Yes. Oh, there's a lot. And I've selected probably six that I think are most beautiful and interesting. And if we are all going to Petronosta, sometimes it takes just a pause and say, there will pin pin. What other places I can go to? Because I can see everyone is going to Petronosta. Mm. And it's easier and for me to say, okay, try this place and then try this one. And you know, it's it's also like you're saying that it's a, it's a hard balance because yes, on the one side, you do want people to travel to these small towns and support local economy and all of that. But mm -hmm. in the other side of the coin is that now when you drive traffic to that place, you kind of take away something from, from that mm -hmm. small town, you know? So it's yeah, very important sure. also because part of sustainable travel is also just respecting where you are and respecting the space, respecting the culture, respecting the biodiversity, yeah. you know, of that area so that you leave it as you found it. So don't go mm -hmm. there and yeah, do all these things that now take away from what makes these places very special and you know and and beautiful and like I said, when you go there, yeah. um, leave it as you found it, you know, because the place becomes too commercialized. Yeah, and then it loses what it used to be. Yeah, because there's a thing called over tourism, also, you know. Yeah, when you mm -hmm. all flock to the same place, like peak hours. You know, you're all at the yeah. same place. And then <laughs> you even find people from that small town getting annoyed that, oh, you know, yes. we want to leave because now everybody's here. You know, we're not finding anything to, we can't do anything. There's just like traffic, there's everyone here. So we also just need that's, to respect spaces. That's that's a very interesting that, that you mentioned that. And yeah. I've heard it live. You know, 
in the beginning when you start visiting a place yeah and you can see the local the locals are excited even when they talk to you they're excited and then as years goes by now everybody starts flocking to their place and when you have a conversation with them it's a different conversation altogether because now they're irritated when they when they doesn't like ah those tourists again (laughs) so that you can see it changes because of what are we doing we're flocking people to the same place So we just we just need to um, just discover other places, you know, because I think it's also the the culture of social media and Instagram. You know, I think Instagram mm. has done that to a lot of places. It's like yeah. um, some some other people will even sell their packages as their the Instagram photo worthy, and mm. everybody wants to be seen at that place. And it's unfortunate that yeah. then you know you would have those conversations with the locals on some. Oh my gosh. Here they come again, <laughs> but we yep. don't want we don't want it to be that. So I think um, also we just need to educate people about you know also the respect that they should have for the places they visit, and also just just discover other places that you know that no one really flocks to, you know. And a, and a simple thing like arriving at the place and start taking pictures next to people's houses and taking people's uh, picture of people standing by. That yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah, just ask exactly. for those are, those are those are people's home. If you see a house and it's beautiful, you want to take a picture next to it. The yeah, best thing is to get greet people with respect and ask if it's it's okay to take picture next to the house. If they agree, you take a picture and then you leave something on the table. Exactly. That's, that's what Ubuntu is. Yeah, you can't you can't just be a parasite and just come no. take 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 and then leave. You know. And the next thing you have a beautiful Instagram feed, but you know, like you did not do anything for, exactly. for the people there. All right. So yeah. I think part of the reason for this podcast is that let's just teach people about um, sustainable travel and what they can do. And some of the points I found um, is that obviously traveling closer to the destination. Um, mm. So um, local traveling. So that's, that's a plus. And then you can choose eco-friendly accommodation. Um, do you That's think true. it's easy, easy to find eco-friendly accommodation? And what has been your experience with that? Or do you go out looking for eco-friendly accommodation? Um, I'm not sure about other provinces, but I mm. applaud the I applaud the Western Cape for trying. Or maybe because of uh, this came because of the shortage of water we had a couple of years ago. Yeah. But I think most of the accommodation around the Western Cape, they are now considered eco-conscious accommodations. They, are, they, have, they have put great things in place to recycle water. Mm. Um, they're using alternative um, energy sources. Nice. Even, their, even their bedding, you can, they will explain the type of bedding they use and their finishes either sourced locally or produced locally by the locals mm. and they employ local and they employ local people. So you know when you're in that establishment, you you are helping to make sure that somebody puts food on the table. Yeah. Uh, this these companies that are producing linens and, and bed stuff and furniture, they are the locals and you yeah. they can continue making money out of that. So Western Cape I'll talk about the Western Cape. So I think yeah. more and more and more establishments are going to, so it's easier for you now when you book, especially small towns. Yeah. Because I think that's where most of the struggle with um, water shortages. Mm. So when you book, especially mostly out of Cape Town, 90% are, they're going to be an eco-conscious accommodation. Even uh, in the city, I love hearing that. The, they are trying to introduce that, but I think the Western Cape, they are right there. You don't have to, but it's still somebody's duty to go in before they book, to go in and do a little research to find out what they're doing for the environment. Yeah, and I think that is, um, it's something that some of us also look into, you know, um, how the the accommodation I'm staying in has an impact on the and the environment. So I'm happy mm. to hear that like you you already notice that, you know, is like it, it, it goes it, as far as just asking them, so where are you sourcing your food? You know, how are yes. you 
your water? What do you do with the waste, your energy sources? How do you do that? So, yeah, it's interesting. There's a, pl- there's a place called Kwatu, the Sand Cultural Center on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite places to go to. So they've got a restaurant. Yeah. Can you believe they faced that all the fizzy drinks from the big brands, they faced that out. Wow. So you want something that tastes like that blackish uh, soda? Yes. They've got their own. <laughs> they've nice. got their own. Do you want a burger? They've got their own. So everything is locally produced. It's locally produced. From the West. Yeah. You will not get there and find even alcoholic beverages. You will not find what you usually drink in Joburg. It's everything yes. local. Mm. Oh, so you know when you're amazing. You, you are supporting the local tourism. Now, like through and through. Through and through. From the moment you enter the gate, people that are working there are the same people. Mm. Um, the food you eat is from the local farms around the drinks, so from uh, alcoholic beverages, from the local distilleries. So everything yes. is local, 100%. So you don't even have to ask. You know everything. You just from know. One, from A to Z, it's locally made. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. So now just speaking about uh, locals and everything that's locally made, like the place you just mentioned, what is it, Kratu? Yes. Oh, okay. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a Khoisan cultural center. Okay. I mm. need to, I need to visit it very soon. Um, I've been nah. trying to find a place to go to for my birthday in December. And I don't mm-hmm. want to do like the normal thing. So I've been trying to find, <laughs> but yeah, I'll contact you and we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> and also um, another way of um, traveling um, sustainably is uh, obviously protecting and conserving the environment. And like I mentioned earlier, most of the places that you visit are mm. either like, um, the the protected parks you know or the the reserves and Mm. the importance of visiting those areas and how they have why they are protected in the first place do you want to talk Mm. about that maybe you know i'll make a very good example with what the west coast national park is doing you know, mm. every year between between August and September, we've got this phenomenal way wildflowers just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. Now, they've, inside the park, they've got a section they call the Postback Nature Reserve. Okay. And it's, it's only open between those two months, August and September, mm. to preserve what's in there because if they've got wildlife in there and then also those flowers. Now you can imagine if the place was not protected. Yeah. And then I do right throughout the year, people are just going there and they, they step on the flowers, they they disturb the wildlife. Mm. And then I come the following year, people come from different countries and different regions around the country. They want to experience the wildflower phenomenon, but they want to see the wildlife and they cannot yeah. because the more we come closer to the wildlife, we are actually pushing them away further 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 away from yes. from where from the natural be. habitat yes yes and then things like you know it's exciting when you visit a place and you you can see dolphins and sharks and elephants and but as long as the animals are not exploited mm. and as long as you can visit and not the less interaction with the animal the better the better that's true yeah so i think also by doing that and uh, taking care of those places we are also preserving it for the upcoming um, generations yes because imagine now us having kids later and you'll tell them oh there used to be a west coast park here but now Mm. it's just industrial plant you know they, they used to be they used they used to be flowers every year between August and September. Mm. Now there's nothing you can see. And I'm actually reminded about um, I don't know where we were, but we also went in the protected areas. I think it's in Anston when we were doing the walk, and uh, someone in the group 
was stepping on flowers and I was just like guys no you can't do that <laughs> Don't I do think that. we I think we wanted to take a picture in the middle of yes and I in the was middle like, of no. yes I like and don't then we said, it. <laughs> yeah so simple things like those yes yeah, yeah. and yeah, I guess you know like um like I said, the reason why I created this platform is that, I mean, I work in the environmental space and sometimes mm. you pick these things up as you work in the space. And yeah. it's it's simple things, you know, that maybe I'm, I'm thinking people are not really thinking about them or they don't, they're not very conscious about what they do and the impact of the small things they do. So, I mean, something like that, when someone just sees a beautiful uh, plant and they want to take a photo with that, and, you know, it means for them to get that perfect photo is you're destroying a bit of that uh, plant. For hmm. someone else, it might be, ah, no, I'm just taking a photo. It's just the plant, it will grow again. But for me, it's just like, no, it's in a protected area for a reason. So yes. don't mess it, don't mess with it because now hmm. you're killing it, you know, because it's a living plant. Now you can't, you can't, you can't kill it just for your pleasure, you know? That's true. Yeah. Some people go to the point of even cutting that beautiful flower. Hey, boy. I'm taking it, <laughs> yeah. I, I love this flower. I'm going to cut it. I'm going to take it home. And then when it gets and home, you know it's probably not going to live long. Because the environment, the environment is different. It's different. There's yeah. a place called, there's a place called Komeki mm. on, the Cape, on the Cape Peninsula. It's a coastal farm village. They've got beautiful beach houses, yeah. but at the back of the houses, there's a protected area where you can yeah. see these indigenous plants growing freely without being disturbed and you ask yourself if people can live here with this protected areas and nothing's being damaged and then you see people visiting the area and damaging the area i'm like guys there are people living here and they they know the significance of this protected yeah. area i think yeah. also it's it is a lack of education and it's a good yeah. thing that we have people like you in your education doesn't stop at work yeah. It also continues when you're out there with other people. Yeah. And you could imagine if most of us or all of us were thinking almost the same way that we're thinking now. The, uh, the, I think our planet would be a better place. Yeah. And we mustn't take things personally when someone just calls you out and then you just, you know, no. saying, oh, this, you are just, you know, this place is protected. It's for all of us. It's for all of us to access. There mm. is a reason why it is protected to preserve you know the biodiversity of it all so we must just yeah. be be mindful and that's, how we interact that's that's why at that time when you called me out at the park mm. instead of me being angry or questioning you actually i became so embarrassed yeah and then from that day i made sure i'm doing something about it yeah. mm. no, that's i love that I love and I'm, that. I'm 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 glad that i'm also part of the ambassadors for an alcoholic brand that believes in 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 nature Oh, lovely. Love yeah, it. Taking care of the environment. Mm. Yeah. And also speaking about that, you've also taken part in campaigns that are focused on, on the environment. I mean, I remember seeing right. one of your, um, you did a cleanup campaign. I think it was at a mm. beach or something. So tell us about yeah. some of the campaigns that are, you know, environmentally centric. What have you done? Uh, beach cleanups. Mm. I've taken part in that and then park cleanups, you've taken part in that. Because like I said, the brand that I'm ambassador for, they believe in taking care of nature, the environment and, and the ocean. Yeah. Especially the underwater world. And I remember the first time I went in an open ocean for, for, for snorkeling for the first time, just diving yeah. in. You know, every time you look at the ocean from, from the top, yes. it looks just, it looks, it looks just like, uh, a lot of water yeah and nothing nothing interesting about it beside the waves yeah and the, soon, and the and the calming the calming sounds of the beach of as the soon as soon as you dive under that will change your life forever that's exactly how i felt i dived once and my life changed forever uh, it's a beautiful underwater world that needs to be taken care of so mm -hmm. your plastic or your, your plastic straw that you 
just throw away and the wind just blows it off into the ocean. That might end up in compromising the lives of the underwater world. It's a yeah. beautiful place to be under. And if somebody is not comfortable diving, I mean, we've, we've got places like um, uh, the Marines, That's what do you good. call them? Um, that uh, one we've in got the, two, we've got the aquarium. The oceans, so we've got, yeah, the aquarium, we've got, yes. We've got two oceans there, there's Ushaka Marine. Yes. If you don't feel comfortable diving underwater in open ocean, by visiting that place, you understand why it's so important to take care of the environment. And there's a whole life underwater, hey? There's, there's a, a whole life underwater. Whole there's a life whole under life underwater. Mm. So that's, that, that, that is so important to take care of the, uh, our planet. So that's plastic, that uh, bubble wrap or whatever you, or yes. plastic straw, that you need to pick it up and throw it in a bin. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm also planning um, a future um, podcast on the flow of waste and the mm. flow of water and how it all ends up in the ocean. So um, I've spoken to one of my friends, we'll have that conversation just also to teach people that um, even you in in far away as Gauteng, you know, you can impact mm. the ocean, you know, whether you, yes. you visit during December or just understanding how the water flows, you know, from the rivers and, 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 and how it lands up in the oceans. Mm. But yeah, we'll have that conversation. And, and to also, help, yeah. I was saying to help with that. I mean, if people are from the inland visiting the coastal areas, it's mm. always advisable to pack zero waste or reusable items. Yes. We plastic straws that end up in the ocean, they could, they could use you know, those, um, the steel or the bamboo or wooden straws. Yeah. Use and also just containers. Just carry, just carry your own bags also. Just don't leave waste there, you know. Yeah. Like in December, it gets packed in the mm. beaches and just let's take care of it more. But I was just saying also that I'm so jealous of your snorkeling <laughs> experience because <laughs> I don't know what it is about the ocean, but I just get so scared. It's overwhelming because it's such a huge body of water that is beautiful, but also it scares me. Because I remember when we went to Mozambique and we had an opportunity mm. to do the same snorkeling, I was yeah. able to get in the water and like you said, looking underneath that ocean, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, mm. it's beautiful. It's clear. There's fishes. You can see them clearly. Exactly. Uh, and the water amazing. is so calm under there. The yeah. But I mean, I mean, who wouldn't be scared when you grow up being told, Right? <laughs> So when you when you stop so when you diving, you, you always look over your shoulder. I'm like, hey, my mom might just pop up anytime from now. You know, or oh, jaws. There's when, a shark that exactly, might just show up. Exactly. <laughs> that's where it, that's where it comes from. I oh, mean, man. we especially, especially as blacks, we we grow up being told, yeah. don't touch that don't touch that spider, don't touch that millipede, don't touch uh, that worm. Don't do this. Don't or kill it or just kill it. You know? Just you see a snake, kill it, kill it. Yes. And you go to West West Coast National Park. There's a lot of snakes there. And they, they form part of the ecosystem. Exactly. They do their when job. Snakes, don't don't kill it. You rather yeah. call someone to come and help. That's why I I I watch um I think Zandi the mermaid. I watch her videos and I'm just like. How do you and even do that? She <laughs> enjoys. She enjoys it. She loves it. Oh, I love. Ah, she I just loves love it. Watching her content, I must actually get you nah, she, as well. <laughs> no, no, no. She. I've had an opportunity to to chill with her, to interact there. We've worked mm. on the same brand together, so she's a cool person. Yeah, no, I must, I must get mm. her here. She must be my friend. She's my friend in my yeah, head. No. So. <laughs> she's one. She's one of our own. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're an ambassador. <laughs> Okay, cool. And then one of the other tips to travel sustainably is travel as a group, because, you know, if you're in a 
that little kumbi, it's fun, you know, it's less cars on the yeah. road, less air pollution, mm-hmm. and you do a lot of group traveling. So you see, that's why I'm yeah. thinking you are the the ambassador of sustainable travel. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's that is, true. Yeah. Public transport. And when we, remember when I hosted you guys, we, we did a lot of walking. Yes. And that is part of fun and sustainable traveling so when you get to a city park your car walk if you can ride a bicycle rent a bicycle and ride a bicycle if you want to go somewhere don't don't convoy just yeah hire one one car use one car and go somewhere that's true and also that's that's how you discover these small towns by just walking through exactly part of the the community you know it's that's a very interesting thing also most of these places that i've discovered the small towns Mm. most of them I was not told that there's a place called whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It was just me deciding I'm going to drive when I get there. I want to see what else is interesting around that area. And that's how I discovered all these places, most of them. Uh, that's amazing. Even when, and when you, I can send someone now, let's say somebody learns from other provinces. I, and I say, here are the directions, go to an eastern for mm. a weekend they'll come back and then say the following week let's go together i'll show them things that they did not see they didn't see yeah and that are not if that they're not even on google because, because when, when you drive past place, you don't see anything you're just no. focusing on where you're going so if you walk and then discover. sometimes you look at the instagram people only show you the instagrammable parts mm. without showing the other parts so that's where that's where that that's where I come in, and that's where you're supposed to walk. Spend more time in one place and yeah. walk and or cycle walk in that place. Mm. All right, cool. I think Pimpin, let's not um, just uh, drag this any longer. I think um, we have we have done a bit now to educate people yeah. on sustainable traveling. Um, so mm-hmm. if people just want to get hold of you, either for a curated trip, where do we find you on your socials or you have a website? Just tell us about all of those places we can get you. Okay. Number one, where people need to start. Like, for example, you get DMs and people say, can you recommend things? Can you recommend a place to stay? Can you recommend? I'm like, did you first start at my website? and see something so i think the first start is my website so it's western western cape experiences with an s at the end so western cape experiences.com and then only that's that's where you answer all the questions only if you don't find what you're looking for then it's easier for you to come and see pin pin i was on a website i was looking for this i did not find it help then i would help but if you come and say, pin pin, I'm coming to Cape Town. What fun things I can do around Cape Town? Yeah. And I know that information is there on my website. There's a search button. Yes. Uh, where you can just go and say search and then you type whatever you want. It will pick up whatever. Mm. So that's the first start. And then for social media. So what I've done in the past few, I think the past few months, I've been driving traffic to my website. Yeah. So when I started before the website, I was putting everything on on my on my Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Which is teboho underscore pin pin. I used to put everything there and all the information there. But as time went by, I'm like, I'm actually building something for Mark. I want to build something for myself. Yes. So, <laughs> so, on, so on Instagram, I'll give you snippets. Yeah. And then if you want more, then you can go to my website. And then, for example, we we are discussing sustainable tourism. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'll probably put like three or four uh, sustainable to- uh, travel practices that people can can follow. And then, if yeah. they want more, they can click and then go to my website and read all about it. And that's it. And I'll probably uh, yeah. So the day you publish the podcast i'll go back to my blog and edit and add your link so that people if they want to listen to this conversation they can click and go to the podcast definitely that would be appreciated and also yeah. just reminding people that if they want to know more about you you have a book that's coming up the book the book is coming 
Yeah. I've learned. I've learned. I've learned so much from. And there's something I did not mention. I, uh, yeah. I edit travel guides and and travel books from a UK-based company. Oh, nice. So, so by doing that, I'm also learning and taking that all the learnings into this book. So, I'm um, yeah. the book. The, the book is done. Okay. But one thing I've realized that with with the print with the uh, the the print version of the book, everything needs to be almost perfect. Mm. Ebook is easier; you can always go back and edit and upload. Yeah. But with the book, everything needs to be hundred percent sure. The, I, I completed the book a few months ago. Then now, the, with the designers, are designing the outside cover, mm. and then we probably do a proper launch in January. Oh, okay. So but then probably before 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 end of the year, I'll announce uh, when the pre-order has been opened and when is the launch date. But definitely the launch will be in January. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you, Tabuho, for uh, being part of this conversation. I really, really appreciate it. And mm. I wasn't joking when I say um, you are the ambassador of sustainable travel. And oh, yeah, we need, we need more people like you. So please don't think that um, people are not watching the awesome work that you're doing. You know, I know for you, it's a passion. It's something that you do. But um, there's a lot of us that are watching and really appreciate your, yeah. your contribution. And I'm sure the tourism sector is also very grateful to your contribution as well. So I just had yeah. to invite you here and also give you your flowers and say that no, we, thank you very much. We appreciate you. And I'm yeah. I'm happy I'm happy that people are people are watching, people are looking at what I'm doing. Mm. And for you to say that, I mean that means a lot to me. I really I, I really appreciate that because yeah this comes from love and this comes yeah, from love for our tree, for our people, for our culture. And that doesn't mean I don't want to explore other countries. I yeah. still want to do that, but home comes first for me. Yeah, charity begins at home. <laughs> yeah. As cliche as that sounds. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But definitely, there's a whole plan. But uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And for the opportunity for me to, to be part of this I great this podcast country. and to talk about something that I'm passionate about. Uh, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And we will meet when I come down to the Western Cape, which will be soon. <laughs> Thank you very much, Delato. All right. Thanks, Shinpin. Bye.